happens when you put joy, superheroes, and a love of all things good and holy together? You get the Guardians of Virtue podcast, designed for saints who want to fight for the most precious of all gifts of our time, virtue. Join your host, Elisa Lindsay Johnson, that's me, as I discover everyday heroes who all have one thing in common, a desire to fight as Guardians of Virtue for God, freedom, and our families. Let's discover together what it really means to be a guardian of virtue. So on today's episode, I am interviewing Lita Merrill. Lita is a true guardian of the word. If you go on her Instagram account, which is Merrily We Go, her understanding of scriptures is very evident in what she shares. And you can tell that she really cherishes the word and um, cherishes the peace and comfort that it can give you uh, in each day of your life. And so I am excited to share what we talked about. Um, the word about her insights about them, the scriptures that have really helped her through some tough times and things like that. So, um, Lita Merrill is from Calgary, Canada. She and her husband have been married for seven years and they have two adorable daughters. In July 2022, she started a business as a certified ped- pediatric sleep consultant. And they moved to Tucson, Arizona for her husband to complete his PhD in political science. Moving to another country was more of a shock than she anticipated, and she fell hard into anxiety and fear. She was having panic attacks daily, if they ever ended at all, and she used that fear to dive deeper into faith than she ever had before. She loves the gospel more than she could ever describe. I hope that you... Enjoy listening to this episode, and I hope that, I don't know, I walked away from this episode learning um, a lot and gaining some good insight into what I could do to improve my own scripture study, to make it more meaningful, and to really liken it to my life. So I hope you enjoy. Let's do this. Well, Lita, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. I've been excited to talk to you ever since I asked you to be on here. And I know I say this pretty much every episode, but it's been really fun as the Lord has opened my eyes to all of the women on social media who are sharing the gospel. And just a couple months ago, I really felt like there was no one. (laughs) that was like that that was like that thought like me that uh really had a testimony of the gospel and the prophets and I guess I just had to start really looking for it to find it and um and all the women I've stumbled upon that you guys are all amazing and so um it's been fun to find you and and see that I'm not alone (laughs) yeah because I feel space I feel like that the people that oppose Christchurch can be louder sometimes, you know, and so yeah, definitely. Um, so it's nice to see that other people are loud like me. 
<laughs> totally. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started. Every person I interview, I ascribe a virtue that I think that you emulate. Um, one that, well, the, this podcast is called the Guardians of Virtue Podcast. So one that I think you really guard and protect. And I and I think that you are a guardian of the word. And when I say the word, I mean scriptures or the word of God. And um, I can see that in in the one in the quotes that you share and in the insights that you have when you share them. And and so thank you for doing that and for sharing your light online. Of course. <laughs> so when would you say that your testimony of the scriptures really started? Um, so that, that's a hard question for me. <laughs> um, so when I was growing up, I always remember my parents, they would always read their scriptures in the living room, in the open, um, either in the morning or just throughout the day. And I remember thinking that that was something that must be important if mm-hmm. they're reading their scriptures. And so I, from very early on, I wanted to do that too, um, to have a testimony of the scriptures. But I think when it really, really like started for me was um, back in 2014, I was having a really hard time. And I, I knew that I was supposed to turn to God and turn to the scriptures for help. And I remember I, I thought about the people in the scriptures and how I could be, how, what I could get from them as their examples. And I knelt down to pray one night and I thought about Enos and I thought, I'm just going to pray like all night um, because I really felt like I needed something big, like a big answer. Um, and so I did. I prayed. <laughs> I prayed all night and I got up off my knees at the end of the night and I felt the most clarification I'd ever felt in my life. And I knew that it was because I had turned to the prophets and the scriptures and had that help from the scriptures. So ever since then, I've been very wanting to dive into the scriptures and get answers from there. Yeah, I I think that um, prayer is an essential part to gaining a testimony of the scriptures. People can read the scriptures all day long, but if they don't include God in that study, then I, I don't know if they would. I mean, there's plenty of people that read the scriptures that don't really have a testimony in them or have lost it. And mm-hmm. prayer is definitely such an important part of that. So I love that. And I love that you likened the scriptures like it, like Nephi asked us to, right? Like uh, Enos is such a good, his story is such a good reminder of how important prayer is. Mm-hmm. So I love, like I said, seeing other members of the church share gospel truths online. Um, what are some of your favorite quotes that you've shared? And is there a specific reason you've shared them? Yeah, I really, um, I shared Michelle Craig's talk, I think a few times a few quotes from her talk because I, I love that talk. Um, and I think the one that where she says, lean in with our faith when facing strong headwinds, um, that really like picked me up. Um, I have a little story about Michelle Craig's talk from recently that I was having um, panic attacks a lot when we first moved to Tucson and everything just felt really hard. And I was having a panic attack in the middle of the night and my daughter woke up. Um, my six-year-old woke up and needed me. And I, instead of just going to her room and like comforting her quickly, I thought I'm not sleeping anyway. I'm just going to sit with her. So I put in my headphones and I just picked a talk at random to listen to while I sat with her. 
Um, and it was Michelle Craig's talk, Wholehearted. And I remember sitting there and hearing every word from that talk being completely like to me. Mm-hmm. And it felt so powerful. But that one line, lean in with your faith when facing strong headwinds, because I felt like I was being trying to stand up in a hurricane. And that really like helped me to remember that I need to be more faithful and know that God has me. <laughs> yeah. I, um, you, have you heard about how apparently I don't, I've never seen this in real life, but apparently Buffalo, when there's like a major storm, they like lean into it and will walk through it instead of like, try to escape it okay. compared to like cows of that will run away or something. This is what I've heard. I'm not telling it eloquently at all, but um, I think there, if we think about it, <laughs> the only way in life is through. I mean, we're, we're always going to have hard things that we have to do. That's part of growing. That's part of becoming better. That's part of this human experience is the difficulties we face and, and the best way it is through. And so that talk is a good reminder of that and including Heavenly Father and your faith is the best way to do it. Totally. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm always curious to see, because whenever I share a quote online, it's usually because of my study or because of some, like I something I need or I've learned. And so mm-hmm. I was just curious to see yeah, um, if that was the same for you. Totally. <laughs> okay. If you can pick a conference talk from October, 2022, that really stood out to you and changed your perspective on something. What talk would you pick? And would you share a specific quote that stood out to you? Um, I, it's crazy. I've been listening to these talks over and over and over again for the past like four months and all of them felt important. But I remember the minute president Nelson started talking live, like that talk was everything. It felt like a complete answer to prayer with Mm -hmm. all the overwhelm I was feeling and, I needed to find rest (laughs) and um, so that that one where he says you will find rest (laughs) was like the biggest like it felt like prophecy and like a a blessing Um, definitely President Nelson's talk had the biggest impact on me yeah I could imagine because you said that you moved from Canada to Tucson uh and that was a big shock what like what was it like to (laughs) to move because to me, I don't feel like Canada is so different than the United States, but I'm sure that there is enough difference. And I know that like the climate in Canada versus Tucson is is entirely different. And so like, what are some this? Sorry, this question was not on. <laughs> but what are some major differences that you've noticed? Yeah, I just um, it was a big culture shock. And I know that's surprising, but um, just how it felt harder, like the people felt harder. And I just felt like I had so much more administrative stuff to do with my family, like getting Mm. car insurance, importing the car, getting health insurance, which I'd never had to get before. (laughs) Um, All all sorts of things just really compounded on me on time, like I had to get done. (laughs) And it was just extremely overwhelming because yeah, never had to do that much work for my family in my life. <laughs> it, it is overwhelming all the time, yeah. even for us natives. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Yes, it's, uh, yep. Yeah, I was praying about it once. I was, 
having another panic attack, which is new to me. I don't usually get panic attacks in my life, but Mm -hmm. um, I was praying about how I can make it feel softer. And I just went to the temple and in the temple, I felt the temple makes it soft. So that was nice. (laughs) I love that. I, um, it's interesting that you were use the word softer and harder to describe the, like the feelings and just like life right now for you. Cause so I'm a pianist by trade Mm -hmm. and uh, I teach piano. And one of the things in piano is, um, dynamics, right? Dynamics are a really important part. Um, they kind of help the mood and music and, um, and there's forte, which is really loud. And then there's piano, which is soft. And it's interesting that the definition is soft and not quiet. And, um, and for some reason, I've been playing the piano for like 28 years. But this is like a concept that has really just stood out to me in the last couple of years. But I think that the reason why it says soft instead of quiet is because it's how you touch the keys on the piano. Mm-hmm. If you touch the keys softer, then you get that quiet sound. Um, and so it, it's, it's, I don't know why I brought that up, I guess, because it's a similar concept in life. When you can go to the temple, it helps you, it helps you press softer. It helps you have mm-hmm. that peace and calming in your life that, that you don't get outside. And uh, I've definitely felt that I dealt with anxiety and depression over my life and um, had days where I went to the temple and it was only only the two hours in, that I had in the temple where, where I felt peace and before it and afterwards I didn't but while I was there I did and it's and it's enough to be sustaining until the next time Definitely. I love that we've kind of gone over this question but um, I'll ask it anyways because I think that we could talk about it more but um, have there been any specific challenges in your life where you really leaned into the word to help you get through it? And what specific scriptures did you turn to for help? So I guess we've talked about anxiety and stuff, but if there are some other examples you could think of, I think we could still talk about it. Yeah, I think that everything I do, I turn to the scriptures because there's so much truth in there. And every every prophet and writer of the Book of Mormon is human. And I feel like I like to grab onto their humanity and, and say, if they can do something, so can I, and um, feel empowered by just the words in the Book of Mormon. And I, and I think conference talks are scripture too. And so whenever I, yeah. So when I go to the conference talks at the same time, it's just, it's also empowering just to feel God speaks to others. And so then he can speak to me the same way. And it's kind of a way to, for me to learn how he speaks to people too, is to learn other people's experiences of that. And I think the scriptures and conference talks are really full of those experiences, um, which I really love. Uh, I think that a lot of people, like when my brother left the church, he said something that was very interesting. He asked, do you think that the prophet can, do you think that you can receive the same revelation the prophet does in the same way? And do you think that I can have the same um relationship with heavenly father as the prophet has and i thought of course mm-hmm. 100% there's no other option um because you can see that over and over again in the scriptures just regular people receiving this amazing experiences and why not why not me <laughs> absolutely i think um sometimes we forget that the prophet and apostles are human and meaning that they're just like us and and uh 
they can we can experience the same closeness to God. Now they may experience it a little differently because of their roles and responsibilities and their and their callings. But um, but yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I think they receive revelation for the church that I would never be able to receive. But in terms of personal revelation, I think we all have the same God. He speaks to all of us very individually. Yep. Powerfully. Yep. And he, he, he loves us enough to want to speak to us. (laughs) (laughs) I um, have a story. (laughs) So my daughter, we, we got my, our children, our daughters, like the press on nails for Valentine's day, just for fun. And um, we have one daughter in particular that feels very deeply just life in general. And, um, and you know how she feels at any given moment because of how she's acting. Um, she just kind of wears her emotions on her, on her shoulder or whatever the saying is. And <laughs> this more, so she's had these press on nails for the last couple of days. And um, she was worried last night that she would lose them in her sleep, that they'd come off and we didn't have glue to fix it or whatever. And of course this morning, just like torrential everything because she lost three nails and two of them were the glitter ones. And it was just horrible <laughs> and they were missing. And, and so of course, like to me, it doesn't seem like a thing to get super mad about, but to her, it's important. And so like, I'm praying in my heart, you know, to have heavenly father help us find these three silly nails. And um, I don't remember if she prayed or not, because she was kind of hysterical the entire time, but I helped her, like he helped me know how to calm her down and taking deep breaths and all this stuff. And, and she got ready and I went to go brush her hair and all three nails were in her hair. (laughs) And we had like searched her bed and searched everything else and uh, didn't find them. And then when I went to go brush her hair, there her nails were. And um, it's a testament to me that even little silly things like that, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father wants us to have joy and wants us to to um, feel loved and, and even those small details of our lives are important to him. And so of course, why wouldn't he, why wouldn't he bless us with, with personal revelation that we need to get through life, even the little things. <laughs> I love that story. That's so cute. <laughs> uh, there are children that, you know, just challenge you to think differently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my oldest is the same. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It is absolutely. <laughs> so a testimony in the gospel of Jesus Christ really brings with a or really begins with a testimony of the Book of Mormon. Would you share your testimony of the Book of Mormon? Of course. Um I I don't think I would be as um smart of a person without the Book of Mormon. <laughs> I know there's every single verse. I think a few week, a few years ago I really realized that every verse has meaning. And at any given time in life, any verse can be meaningful to me. And I, I know that it's written by people who were inspired by God, that mm-hmm. there wasn't a single scratch on those plates that was written without God's influence. Um, it's such an amazing thing that some people took the time to write on. It wasn't easy probably to spend hours and hours, especially for Moroni, to just write everything out. And make it all ready for for me, <laughs> yeah, for us in these latter days. And it's just so powerful to know that there's no way that it was not inspired. Um, 
that Joseph Smith really did do it only through God. Mm-hmm. Um, he re- translated the whole thing. He held those plates in his hand and knew that they were really inspired words. Um, I just know that without the Book of Mormon, our life would be so much less deep um, and how important it is to read it and to grow a love for every word in there because it changes hearts. I really believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love specifically with, that you said every word matters. And um, it made me think of, there's a couple of times in the Book of Mormon where Mormon or, or Moroni, you know, like interjects with their little notes and mm-hmm. they'll say something like, they'll say something and then they'll be like, it'll be like comma or rather da 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 da. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's even important to see that, that, you know, like, oh, maybe they wanted to word something different because it shows that, um, that that's like, I wouldn't even say it was making mistake that they had to, you know, that they wanted to word something differently, but it shows that that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's okay to back up and be like, well, hold on, let me say it this way. This is better. And they didn't delete the first part, you know, yeah. even though I think anytime that happened in the book of Mormon, it was a trivial thing, but um, it shows that making mistakes is okay. Yeah. And I like how some of the people were like, I'm not very good at writing, but here's what I got to (laughs) say. And it's just, it's so cool. And I remember a few years ago, somebody brought up the, how it says, and it came to pass so many times and they brought new meaning to me about that. Like, and it came and then it passed. And I think that that's a cool way to look at it. Like they're talking about life as it's coming along, but that it's always going to pass also. And I thought that's cool that it says that so many times. Absolutely. And, um, also, another thought that came to my mind, uh, Nephi kind of tells the theme of the Book of Mormon towards the end of First uh, Nephi. No, towards the end of like the first chapter mm-hmm. of First Nephi, when he talks about how how he wants to show that the Lord will bless you even unto like the power of deliverance, and yeah. and the the Book of Mormon is full of that, and uh, and I think that's why we need it so much. Because there are going to be plenty of times where we need deliverance, whether it's from something like anxiety or um, physical ailments or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's part of my testimony, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice would you give to a parent who wants to instill in their children a love of the scriptures, but they aren't sure how to start? Um, I think like what my parents did, like start by reading with them, with your kids around, um, showing them that you care about the scriptures and then talking about them. And um, I I think just like if something happens and you think about a scripture and you're like, Oh, this reminds me of when Nephi, his bow broke, like that was hard for them. You know, any story can be brought up in any situation really. Uh, So really like knowing the scriptures for yourself is important. And then talking about them often and how they're helping your life and blessing your life and showing them even in their own little experiences like this is something that you can grow from and this has happened to this guy in the book of mormon or something you know those are good ways to help them to learn and to attach their life moments with god and the scriptures absolutely that's something i need to work on doing better when when my kids were little we lived in um 
Miami when my daughter started kindergarten and we would walk to school with her. And um, I started like telling scripture stories while we were walking. And it was such an easy thing to do, but as life, and it was so fun, but as life gets busy, has gotten busier, and I have more children, uh, it's easy to forget to do that kind of stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. so important. Luckily, we have the come follow me. Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) But, you know, manual and lessons and all that stuff that make it incredibly easy to include scriptures in your daily life with your family. So Mm -hmm. um, I love those thoughts. Um, Okay, this one I'm, I'm, excited about so everyone has their own um their own routine for scripture study or what they do so what is your what does your scripture study routine look like um much like me it's all over the place (laughs) um I would not I would not be myself if I had a structure (laughs) to anything but um I usually I really like to listen while I read Uh it just helps my brain to focus on the words um so I listen and I sit out usually at the couch in the middle of the day usually is when I can um and if that doesn't happen it's in bed at night but usually I just listen and read and try to get through right now I'm trying to do the reading it from January to the conference so three months is that three months or four months um so I'm reading a lot of chapters every day right now but I don't I'm not very good at journaling, so I don't usually keep a scripture journal, but when I have, I have a prayer journal. So when I pray about something before I read, then I have my journal out so I can write down the answer if it comes. Okay. That's, that's it. So what do you do for your prayer journal? Cause I've heard about prayer journals and I've always been, I keep a journal, but I never done one for prayer journal. So let's, what does that look like? Yeah, it's pretty new to me. Um, it's just cause I, for me personally, I have a hard time like kneeling down and focusing on anything coming into my head. So Me too. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I tend to write out the questions that I have. Um, like I write out my whole entire prayer, like say Heavenly Father, blah, 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 the whole entire prayer, I write it down. Uh-huh. Um, and then while I'm reading my scriptures or while I'm like praying, like when I sit and I wait and I listen and I write down anything that I think it might be revelation or any thought, anything that comes to my mind. And then I can decide what was like revelation or what was just a passing thought. Um, it's easier for me to be able to see it all. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how I prayer journal. <laughs> um, was it Richard G. Scott? I think maybe talked about, um, talked about like journaling that way, like writing down your thoughts as I'm sure the prophet has said this too, but writing down your thoughts after you pray and then praying again and seeing if those were right. And then praying again, you know, like continually writing that. I love that you write down revelation that you get. Uh, that is also something that I could probably do better at, but um, that's fascinating. to look back on it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I keep a journal and I do write thoughts or, you know, impressions or, if I have experiences that I feel like are important to write down, I'll write um, or and stuff like that. And so I guess that's similar. We could, and like I said, like, or not like I said, I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> I was just like, when you said that in my heart, I was like, oh, I need to be better in doing that. And that's what I said. But again, we all do it differently and that's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, for sure. And uh, 
and what we find works for us best is good. And so I love that you write down your prayers. And it reminds me of there's that there's a movie where the lady writes down her prayer journal. Like she has a prayer journal and she like writes down all the names of people she wants to pray for. I don't remember what movie it was. Anyways, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) An awesome idea. So, well, thank you. Um, So why do you think it, why do you feel like it's important to share the gospel online? Um, I, I was wondering that myself. (laughs) So I, (laughs) I opened that account and I didn't do anything with it for so long because I was just like, why would I want to be vulnerable like that and share that? And then I, and I, I don't really like it when like family follows my stuff. Like I feel like it's very private. Uh (laughs) Um, so yeah, I was wondering that. And then I realized when I actually like started posting something that it builds people to hear good things. Like it helps people to feel even just a little bit of happiness to hear good things. And um, yeah, there's so much on the internet. There's so much on Instagram that is so just bad. Yeah. <laughs> just not fun to see. And so I wanted a space that was very extremely dedicated to only good things. And I wanted to be somebody who contributed to that because it helps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. I, um, I've definitely shifted more over the years from being a person that complains online (laughs) as like that's how you know I mean 10 years ago that's a lot of what Facebook was or Mm -hmm. to somebody that just wants to share good any kind of good not just gospel good but it Mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever we can share our light it's a good thing yeah I agree (laughs) all right so to finish out our interview I always ask the same two questions of everyone I interview the first one being um Can you think, so Jesus Christ is the greatest exemplar of everything. And so um, I love hearing how people think that he is a great example of whatever virtue we're talking about. So um, how do you think, or what are some examples from Jesus's life that shows that he was a guardian of the word? In everything he says, he he refers to actual scripture. Um, I just love that. I love that about him. Yeah, he went back to his his the prophets of the Old Testament and said, this is what God has told to them. And it is always going to be true. And so I'm telling it to you, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. The um, instance that comes to my mind is when he goes to the synagogue mm-hmm. um, and reads the scripture and and is like, this is I'm yeah. that person. <laughs> That would have been a fun moment. Hey? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and um, I guess, so I was listening to what's the podcast that David Butler and Emily Freeman do the oh, I don't know. miss this. Oh, okay. Um, and they were saying that uh, the scriptures that are read during these times in synagogues are scheduled. And so he would have, he would have just been reading the scriptures that were scheduled. So for them to be, what he read is pretty amazing and uh, miraculous, I think. And obviously like he knew the right timing for all of that. But, but to me, that shows that he was a guardian of the word. He's like, this is, this is what the prophets wrote and I'm the person that they talked about. And here's fulfillment of the prophecy from the scriptures. And yeah, I can't wait till 
more of that prophecy is fulfilled when he comes again. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> be amazing. Um, so last question, um, if you can think of anyone past or present who um, you think is a guardian of the word, um, who who would you pick and why? I feel like a broken record, but I really feel like all of the prophets in the Book of Mormon were guardians of the word, every single one of them. And right to the very end <laughs> with, it's Moroni, right? Who was finally with the book and he had to put it safe somewhere. Yep. Um, it's just, that is the true testament of truth. When you know something that you have in your possession is so valuable mm-hmm. for people that are thousands of years after you. Um, it's so important for me to recognize that their sacrifice was so meaningful and yeah they definitely were all guardians of the word i love that you said that because i've never i've never thought of them that way but they obviously are because not only did they write the word for us but they literally guarded it with their lives i mean nephi and his brothers went and got the brass plates and literally did like have to run for their lives (laughs) (laughs) yeah um just so that you know his family could have it and we could have it and that shows how important it really is. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to read those words and to be like introspective about it. Like these are the words I'm reading that they were finding, you know, like, yeah. like to read the scripture and to know all the things were happening for me and for us in those latter days. Yeah. Such an interesting way to go. <laughs> yeah. And it, it makes me feel small and big at the same time. <laughs> like, totally. <laughs> Like, I can't believe you would do that for me. They would do that for us. But like, we must be important enough to do it for. Mm-hmm. The work is important and is exciting. It's exciting to see other people think it's important too. Mm-hmm. So, Well, mm-hmm. thank you, Lita, for joining me today on uh, this episode. Um, it's been fun to talk to you about something we both think is important in the scriptures. Yeah. And, and I can't wait to see what else you share. <laughs> thank you it's been awesome yeah thanks for inviting me to be here <laughs> i was i was happy to have you so all righty have a great day oh, you too thank you for listening to this episode of the guardians of virtue podcast please don't forget to give us a follow and if you have time please leave a review peace out dudes